0: This is Your Working Life, a podcast that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. I'm a speaker and a career and executive coach, and today I am delighted to welcome the power duo of Jackie Rhesus and Lauren Weinberg to the show. Jackie and Lauren are going to provide firsthand accounts of small business owners who have built their companies from the ground up. Ladies, welcome. I'm really excited to talk with you today.
1: Hi there. Thank you for having us. Hi. Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here.
0: Oh, my goodness. I've got your beautiful book in my hand, and I want to prep our global audience and tell them that you've both held significant positions at large corporations, but you've also had personal experience in the small business space. So, Jackie, I'm going to have you start us off. What inspired you to focus on small businesses and you know, what What really led up to uh, the writing of Self-Made Boss, your amazing book?
2: Oh, thank you. It's a great question. I was in Cleveland and I was with a group of small businesses that included a man who owned a hot dog stand that had been in Cleveland for 50 plus years and a woman who had just started a bakery. And we were sharing stories of how they got started and how they operate their business. And there were two insights that came out of that morning. The first was that these business owners had incredibly smart feedback to give each other. It was smart, it was helpful, it was pragmatic, um, and it was really useful. And second, you never hear small business owners Like micro-local businesses show up on these business shows and in business books, and there's almost a dearth of information about the small business community to start, run, and grow a business. And here you are listening to these amazing people, but there's no forum at a broad level by which to share that feedback. And so that was the original catalyst um, and then, Lauren, you should talk about how we kind of brought it to fruition in California.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I'll add to what Jackie's saying and say, you know, in my position at Square running marketing, spend a lot of time talking to small business owners, constantly have our ear to the ground in terms of what they're feeling, what their challenges are. And um, so so that was really number one, which was we heard a lot of similar themes over and over again from business owners, some of which Jackie hit on, but just there's so many things that you need to do as a business owner. So many things you need to know. You go into business for one reason, and you end up spending your time on probably a hundred other things. And so that was number one. Is we felt there was this need. Before I went to Square, I ran my own business, so personally, I had a lot of just experience and empathy for some of the the struggles that that business owners go through. And then finally, I'll say that, you know, like probably everyone in the world during the pandemic, Jackie and I were in California walking around our neighborhood because you couldn't really do that much else. And we were just talking about what was happening with businesses, how the pandemic was impacting them. And we thought that it would be a great time to package up all of the amazing insights that business owners could share and and make that information available um, in a way that millions of business owners all over the world could really benefit from the wisdom and insight of all of these entrepreneurs that have kind of been down that road before them.
0: Well, I'm tremendously glad that you both did. It's an extraordinary resource. I want to make a mention, uh, Lauren, you mentioned Square, where you're still working and Jackie had formerly worked. For those that may not know, Square is a $100 billion company that provides business solutions for millions of small business owners around the world and you may have actually paid for a business or a service or a product using Square popping that credit card right in there and I'm a I am a consumer of Square myself so I do appreciate how that has liberated me to take payment for my small business but ladies I want to ask you because there are some incredible small businesses that you showcase in Self-Made Boss. How how did you figure out who to include? Because it's a beautiful myriad, and I'm, I'm eager to hear that story.
2: You know, one of the things that was important to us is making sure that we represented the broadest base of businesses and that we would showcase um, business problems through the eyes of different kinds of people, different kinds of companies. And so, we set out to pursue businesses of almost every major industry, different locations, different demographics, so that we could get a really diverse perspective from lots of different business owners. And so there's someone who owns a steel business. There's someone who owns a vacation house maintenance business. There's someone who owns a roofing and solar company. There's restaurant owners. There's an oyster grower. Um, there's incredible diversity of people included in the book. And then obviously because of our experiences in our professional life, we also knew who had incredible wisdom to share because in many cases we'd met some of these sellers before. And in other cases, we went on a pursuit to go find sellers that we thought would be incredibly valuable. And so I would think of it almost like casting a net around finding different points of view. And then we augmented that with experts in every chapter so that each chapter represented um, a framework provided by someone who is an expert in their field and then told through the eyes of different small business owners
0: it It really is a playbook. it's so beautiful, it's actionable. It gives you tactical practical things from uh you know creating the business plan to legal matters and branding and marketing so i'm I'm impressed with the comprehensive nature of the book. Is there a common thread with the business owners that you showcased? Was there a common denominator for these entrepreneurs?
1: I think that there's a common denominator across the board for all entrepreneurs, which is Everybody gets into business for one particular reason. So when I ran my business, I knew how to do marketing strategy work and I worked as a consultant. It was everything else around the business that I, I was ill-equipped to do that I learned how to do on the fly, including you know, sending out contracts, setting up a bank account, figuring out how to get paid. And so I think the common denominator across all of these business owners is that They all, well, first of all, they're all incredibly passionate about what they do. They're resilient. They're really hardworking. But they're also spread in a million directions. And I think a lot of times they feel alone and that they're needing to figure these things out. I know I certainly felt that way, like I have to figure all these things out by myself. But really there's millions and millions of people that have done these things before. And so I would say the common denominator is you have to wear a lot of hats as a business owner. It can feel really lonely. There's certain things that you are going to enjoy more that you have more experience in, but you're forced to do everything when you run a business. And so the idea is that the book can really break down some of those areas and give you some practical and pragmatic advice on how to make it a little bit more tangible and what are the next steps that you can take.
0: I agree. It's incredibly actionable. So I'm curious, uh, I saw from my vantage point as a career coach, a spike in people that were hanging their proverbial shingle, right? Whether it was a service or they were selling something, whether it was virtual or they went brick and mortar and and started a business as a result of the great resignation. I think our values shifted during the pandemic journey. And many people said, I don't want to work for an organization anymore. I want to do it on my own.
1: Was that your experience as well? So we, I did a lot of the interviews prior to that time, but I think there's two things that we saw, which is that I think during the pandemic, um, we saw that there was more new business starts. And then obviously, you know, in 2021, I would say when the book was pretty close to being finished, there was this another trend of the great resignation and people really wanting to go off and do their own thing. And so I think there's there's a couple things here. One is that a lot of people moved around during the pandemic, myself included. A lot of people wanted to go back to either places that they were from, and one of the reasons people start businesses is because they want to give back to their community. So I think there's this there's this general trend that happened during the pandemic of people caring about their communities because all of a sudden, I think, you know, all the local businesses in your town that you maybe just took for granted we're we're sort of in a more precarious place and you saw this just consumers everywhere wanting to support those businesses because they're a part of your town and a part of the the fabric of your community. And so I think that that was that was the one thing and then people saying like just getting burnt out and really wanting to focus their time and energy and passion towards something that they really care about. And so I think it's a combination of of the pandemic and the great resignation coupled together that we are expecting to see just a lot of new business start as a result of that.
0: Jackie and Lauren, we'll be right back after a quick break. Your working life is powered by your stories. We want to hear more from our listeners about your experiences in the workplace. Tell us what challenges you've overcome or tips you've learned along the way. And even better, if you don't have the answers, let us know what issues you want to know more about. We want this podcast to serve all of your working life needs. Send me an email at caroline at CarolineDoubtHiggins.com. You know, I'm I'm grateful that you also mentioned that the pandemic uh, created a, a spirit of supporting our local businesses, I know uh, the restaurants were closed, but in my community, we were buying gift cards for the restaurants to do everything we could to help keep them afloat during uh, shutdown and shelter in place. And and of course, these small businesses are still dealing with uh, pandemic situations, masks, no masks, staffing shortages. So what? How, how has this caused the small business owner to be even more scrappy? And and thoughts there about folks that might be listening who could benefit from that wisdom.
2: Yeah, I I do think there is a lot highlighted in the book about how to overcome roadblocks, how to deal with changes in financials, how to deal with operational changes. And we did showcase a lot of businesses who did what many of the small businesses uh, across the world had to do, which was make a pivot in both their revenue-focused operations as well as their core operations so that they could change the way that they function. So on the revenue side, we did see a lot of places that pivoted. You know, it could be a fitness instructor that went from teaching in a local community to now having a global opportunity to showcase their experience on video. And so that's an example of a pivot that totally opened the aperture of what was available uh, to someone who otherwise only thought of themselves as someone who could operate locally. You saw a lot of restaurants change the way they managed taking orders or doing delivery. And I think in almost every business, you saw them evolve with technologically oriented tools that could make them function better. I think on the cost side, You also saw a lot of people experimenting across supply chain, really honing their operations. We tell the story of Shabika's olive oil company that totally changed their packaging of shipping olive oil bottles um, so that they could fit in boxes because the mentality of ordering groceries online had totally changed. So they saw it, for example, as a market opportunity and like a mindset shift, which was almost like a once in a lifetime type of opportunity. And so um, we really tried to highlight those stories of how businesses pivoted, because I think that is the thing that became most obvious in COVID, is that the it amplified the speed for businesses to go from any analog processes to digital ones that made them more efficient.
0: Yeah. And they had to be nimble. You know, it, it was oh my just God, incredible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I love that. Again, as a coach, you're you're just lighting my fire here because the way the book is written is it's a starter kit. It's part encyclopedia, it's part inspiration, and it's all about action steps. But I love that each chapter ends with questions to consider for the reader. So tell us about that because it really gives you cause to reflect before you just dive in.
1: Yeah, I can take that one. So when Jackie and I were talking about the chapters, it was pretty easy for us to decide, you know, basically what should the chapters be? From getting started to creating your plan to when should you hire? How do you deal with legal and financial matters? And then, but we we wanted the book to be really actionable. And so we wanted to conclude every chapter. And honestly, I thought about some of the books that I've read On parenting and the ones that I love the most were ones where after you read a chapter there's this section that kind of gives you things to think about so that you can actually take what you've just learned and read and then turn it into something that's actionable that you can actually use from in that case uh, when you're parenting and in this case we thought we want to do something similar there's a lot to think about when you're running a business or considering starting a business. And the idea was to sort of break it down and help people like process what they had heard and then figure out what they could do with the learnings that would apply to their business and their specific case.
2: I'd add one thing. Um, The book is also meant to be read in chapters. And so it's meant to be picked up when you need it. If you have HR issues, you pick it up You read a chapter, takes you 15 minutes, but you can look at some of the pragmatic advice that's in there, absorb it, see how it applies to you, put it back down and pull every chapter really when you need it, Uh, whether it be writing a business plan, focusing on operations, working on your finances. Um, It's a quick read. Um, It's an approachable read and um, it really is something that's that's a quick a quick bite uh, i agree wholeheartedly and i've got mine dog-eared and highlighted
0: you know and i've got post-it notes that are that are stuck on certain uh, certain parts, so I agree. That's why I said it's kind of part encyclopedia. You know, it's this resource that you can go back to as you need it. It's not a novel that you start on page one and, and have to finish at the end. You can use it as you need it. But, ladies, I want to tap your expertise and and create kind of a, um, a quasi coaching scenario hypothetically here, because I bet it relates to many of the millions of folks that are actually listening. So, can a personal passion or a side hustle? become a career? What do you say to that woman, for example, who says, "You know, I'm doing a little bit of this on the side, but I'd love to scale it and make this my full-time income?
2: First of all, I would say, go get them. Go get them. There is nothing but pride coming from me. It's great to hear people be inspired by what they do. And I'm so excited. I think um, some of the things we uh, provide as kind of things to think about are do you have a good support network of people who can help you? You're going to be down. Go find people that you can cry on a good shoulder when you need it, whether that's a friend, a child, a spouse, because uh, starting a business is really tough and it's great to have support when you need it to help you. Um, I know, for example, having Lauren as my partner in crime here, when you need the help, it's always good to have a have a friend as your, uh, as, as your advisor. And then you also have to make sure you have the financials in place to feel comfortable that if you're putting yourself out there and you're going to start a business that you have enough financial support, whether that be several months of cash flow, that you can manage uh, your personal finances, you don't want to be in a position where every morning you wake up sweating over whether you can afford to make the choice you're making. And so you want to be very mindful of what financial decision you're making. And kind of plan for what could go wrong by a few months so that you make sure you buy yourselves a little bit of runway.
0: Beautifully put. You know, my perception is this book has a dual audience. Certainly for those that are doing it for the first time, creating their own business. But but how about the seasoned entrepreneur that wants to reinvent or dust off, you know their their brand and and perhaps uh, revitalize an existing business? Is that something that you see as as a possibility for the book?
1: Absolutely. The book, I think there's obviously a chapter about getting started. But after that, I think everything that's in the book is applicable to either someone who's just getting started or for someone who has been in business for a really long time. And as Jackie mentioned around who's in the book, there's people who have all different kinds of tenures. We talk to people at the very end of their career journey who are transitioning out of business. We talk to people who are part of like fourth generation family businesses and people that are just getting started. So yes, there's something in here for everyone. And there's a lot of good, I think, just practical advice for anyone really in any stage. And, and that's why the book could be read from end to end. But if you already are started and you don't need that chapter, then you can just dig into the other content that's in the book.
0: Jackie Reisus and Lauren Weinberg, I learned so much from you today. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. I want to tell the audience the title of your book again and where they can buy it. It's called Self-Made Boss Advice Hacks and lessons from small business owners. And of course it's available on Amazon and all major book retailers, but I so appreciate that the two of you celebrate our independent book retailers as well. So it's available on indiebound.org and your website, selfmadeboss.com. Jackie and Lauren, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank
1: you for having us.
0: And if you like the show, subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or SoundCloud. And even better, leave a review because this helps new listeners find us online. And let me know what career-minded issues you would like for me to feature on a future show. You can find me on Twitter at Higgins Special thanks to my podcast colleagues, Laura Deck, Executive Director of Publicity and Communications, and Claire McInerney, Executive Producer. Thank you for making this show awesome for our global audience. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Thanks for listening.